This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 105. everyone. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. I'm very happy to have you here today. We are going to talk about goal setting because what better to talk about at the beginning of January 2021 than how to set goals. Last year was such a train wreck and this year is starting out to be pretty crazy as well. But I want to get us away from all the craziness in politics and in our health care system and all the things that are going on to talk about goal setting because at the beginning of the year we all have these resolutions that we like to set and I have been struggling through mine for the last week trying to figure out what exactly I want to set as goals for this year and how I'm going to go about comp- going to go about accomplishing them. And I don't know if you feel the same, but sometimes this whole New Year's resolution thing is stressful because we think we should set resolutions, we think we should have goals, and sometimes it's difficult for us to come up with the right goals and things that excite us and create motivation for us to work through goals. So that's why I want to talk about this today, and I'm going to work through a little bit of my own goal setting while going through this with you, and perhaps we can get some really amazing goals set together. Before we get started on talking about that, I just want to welcome you to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. If you are new to the podcast, I just want to let you know that this is a place where we talk about coaching ourselves creating a better life, creating some work-life balance, and just doing better each and every day and trying to manage our minds around the things that create stress for us and get us to the best place mentally, emotionally, and physically that we can get. That is the goal of this podcast, and I welcome you. If you have listened before, I really appreciate you coming back and I'm excited about this new year and all the things we're going to learn about and talk about together. If you have suggestions for the podcast, please reach out to me by email at jacapeldvm at gmail.com or you can go to my website and also get some information there about my Wednesday Weekly Words If you want to get some words of encouragement every Wednesday in your email inbox, I send those out every week and you can sign up for those free on my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. If you would like to be on the podcast, if you have some ideas or things that you would like to share with the veterinary community or the community at large that supports our profession, send me an email. I'd love to have you on the podcast. I really enjoy having guests here. And if you listen to any of the podcasts in December, and I would encourage you to do so because they were really fun, um, you will see that having guests on the podcast is really exciting for me. So join me on the podcast if you feel so inclined. I also would like to get you to think about coaching Having a life coach just means that you have someone in your corner teaching you how your brain works so you can get over the things that are bothering you. You can understand them. 
I can help you with techniques and how to accomplish things that you haven't been able to accomplish in the past. If you need leadership coaching or you're having trouble with your business or your employees or conflict resolution, any of those things, that is what I do. I coach veterinarians and other people that work in the veterinary profession and sometimes people that don't work in the veterinary profession and just are familiar with us to have better lives. And so if you want to try coaching, I offer free coaching on my website as well. If you'd like to go there and sign up for a session, I'd be happy to talk with you and explain it to you and so you understand what it's all about. And this year on the podcast, we are going to do some one-on-one coaching with some clients and we are also going to teach you how to use some tools in order to coach yourself. So all those things are going to be things that we talk about on the podcast this year. So welcome, welcome. I really appreciate you being here and I hope today that we have a great time setting some goals. So let's talk about that. Why do we want to set goals? And why do we want to do it first thing in the new year? It seems like when a new year turns over, whether we've had a really good year or whether we've had kind of a strange year like we had in 2021, it seems like we as human beings think that it's a great time to set some new goals because a year seems like a long amount of time, but it also is finite. And so we can set a goal within a year and it sounds like a specific time constrained goal. And so resolutions are just that. Resolutions are things that we set for ourselves, personally or professionally, to create personal development. That's what it's really all about. Developing ourselves personally to become better, to become better at anything, whether it's our jobs, whether it's our weight, whether it is relationships, resolutions are all about getting better and having a better life. So setting goals is all about creating a better future and accomplishing things that in the past we haven't accomplished. And it seems like the older I get and the more years that go by in my life, the more urgent these resolutions feel to me. It feels like the older that I get, the more time that I'm wasting if I don't accomplish the things that I set out to accomplish. Because we all have a set number of years in our life. We don't know what that is. We may only have six months. We may have 20 years. We may have 50 years, depending on what age you are. But we are, at some point, going to run out of time in our life. And so I don't want this to be morbid or depressing in any way, but it's really the truth. There is a finite amount of time that we all have in our lives. And so if you want your life to be as amazing as it can be, you really do have to think about setting goals and accomplishing them. Because if you just sit back and let your life pass you by, watching TV or eating or watching Netflix or whatever it is that you do to pass time, someday you're going to wake up and wonder why you didn't accomplish something big. 
or you're going to dream about something big, but never try to grab it or never try to get a hold of it. And I like to relate this concept to money because so many of us want to make money and we like money and we want to make a certain amount of money each year or each week or whatever it is. And money can continuously be made and there isn't a finite amount of money that any of us can have. But if we don't actively go out to get some, we don't do something like go to work or create something to sell or start a business or whatever it is, if we don't put some action steps into making money, it usually doesn't just show up on our doorstep. So in order to create a bank account, in order to have money to take care of yourself, you actually have to take action. You have to set goals. How much money do I need? What am I going to do with that money to help it work for me? Am I going to save it? Am I going to invest it? And so it's very similar for setting goals of thing, other things that you want in your life, not necessarily money, but other things. Because if you don't actively work, to lose weight or you don't actively work to get to a goal that you're creating or that you would like to create, then nothing's going to happen. And so it's completely and entirely up to you. And I love this concept because this is something that's very, very important when I start to coach people. When they are unhappy with their current life situation in whatever way it is, if it's they want to lose weight or they want a better business, or they want to be better leaders, I have to help them understand that what they have now is exactly what they want because that's exactly the amount of work they've put in to creating the thing that they have. So for example, if I weigh a certain amount of pounds and I get on the scale and every day and I'm not happy with the way that scale reads if I if I my pants are too tight or I feel like I want to be more active what I have to understand is this weight has been created by me and my actions because your results always come from your actions right and so in order to create something different for your body or different for your life, you have to take different actions. It just doesn't show up by you writing down a goal. So that's the first thing that I want you to try to understand. Okay, so now the definition or one definition of goal setting is the process of identifying something that you want to accomplish and establishing measurable steps in a measurable time frame. So let's take that first part, the process of identifying something that you want to accomplish. So last year at the beginning of the year, I took some time and I really thought about all the things that I wanted to accomplish in 2020. Now, no one planned on a pandemic (laughs) in 2019, beginning of 2020, when we were creating these goals and these resolutions, but I did sit down and really try to think about what I could do with this year, with my coaching business, with my podcast, with my blog, and with my veterinary hospital business, because things are changing. As I create 
more content in my coaching business. I pull a little bit away from my veterinary business, but I still really do love working there. And I still need to set goals for that because I want the business to be successful. And I also want myself to continue to grow as a veterinarian. So I had to really think hard about my vision for my future. And because I owned a practice for years and I'm pretty experienced with all of that, I don't usually set as large, scary goals around the business as I do around the coaching business because the coaching business is more new. It's five years old rather than 20 years old. And so many of my larger goals revolve around my coaching business. So whatever your vision is for your life and whatever you want to create, you have to really sit down and dream. When I think of vision, I almost think of um, kind of supernatural stuff where you sit there and you just kind of meditate and have um, your mind go kind of crazy and imagine things that could possibly feel impossible, but something that you would really like to do. And so when you do start to create this list of goals, you need to really think about big things that you want to create in your life, either in your personal development, your business, your physical health. And I even oftentimes set goals for charity because that's something that I believe in. And I love to be a generous person. And so if I don't set a goal for giving and serving, then those things will fall by the wayside. I'll forget about it. I won't do it. For an example, um, I think it was 2018 when I was doing my resolutions, I decided that every month I was going to pick a new charity and give them some money. And I was going to try to get as many people as I could around me to also do the same. So I wrote that down as one of my resolutions. And every month, at the beginning of the month, I would pick a charity that I felt strongly about. I would give a donation and then I would list on Facebook the fact that I gave to this particular charity and I would challenge all of my Facebook friends to give as well and then list in the comments who they gave to. And so the beginning of the year, I did this the beginning of January and I told everybody all of my friends on Facebook that this was one of my goals. And I was flabbergasted at how many people joined me. And so each month I would have lists and lists and lists of different charities that people were donating to. And I created a spreadsheet just because it was so interesting and fascinating. And if one of my friends talked about a charity that they felt passionate about, that they thought I should donate to, then the following month I would donate to some of those charities. And so it became this huge year of giving for me. And because I set it as a goal and I decided to do it every month and I stuck to it and didn't fall by the wayside, by the end of the year, I had an amazing list of charities that had been donated to by me and my friends. And that just felt so amazing because it was such a terribly simple goal 
And it was something that I really wanted to do for myself, but I also was able to bless so many charities because my friends joined me in that goal. All of that to say that the goals don't have to be for you specifically always. They can be goals towards philanthropy or charity or giving to someone in your family. But the goals need to feel big and feel a little bit intimidating to you. Because I was a little intimidated to put it out there that this was one of my resolutions. And I was worried that maybe friends would think that I was being kind of weird asking them to to donate and list their charities as well. But I was amazed at the participation that I got and how exciting it was. And some of my friends are still participating in that to this day. They, if they give to a charity, they will remind me um, on Facebook or in private messaging that they're giving and suggest a particular charity to me. So it's been a really interesting process. So take an hour or two and really sit down and create some vision. Do you want to take a trip? Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to be healthier? There's so many things that you can set as goals. And then once you write all these down, like I would say take 30 minutes and just brainstorm all the things in your life that you want to do, then really look at all of those things and pick some, and I would say constrain it down to maybe five that are super important to you and that really feel difficult. Because if you don't push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone, the goals are not going to create a better life for you. And I would also say if the goal feels really uncomfortable, if you get a little bit freaked out when you set your goals, that's a good thing. We want to be uncomfortable. That's what personal growth feels like. And so make them slightly uncomfortable. If you want to lose 10 pounds and you really should lose 30, then make it 30. Don't chicken out. And in order to really grow and really excel In life, you have to really push yourself. And so take those goals and stretch yourself a little bit. Feel uncomfortable on purpose. And the other thing that you need to do is set goals that feel motivating. Set goals that excite you. Not only scare you, but also excite you. Wouldn't it be awesome if at the end of this year I was 30 pounds lighter? Wouldn't it be crazy if at the end of this year, I had a book written. And that's actually one of my goals. Wouldn't it be cool if I took a class? Something that motivates you to become a better person and something that you can see at the end of the year as you raising your arms up and cheering for yourself. Like this would be crazy fun to do this. And that's how I felt when I decided to become a life coach. It was so intimidating and so scary, and I thought people would laugh at me, and I thought, oh, this is crazy. I shouldn't be doing this, and when I decided to do it, and I set it as one of my goals for the year, and I just went for it full force, it felt super scary but super amazing when I actually did it, and I actually started coaching people. I just I just thought it was so much fun, and I loved it, and so in order to set that goal, I had to be uncomfortable, but I also had to envision myself at the end and how fun it would be to do the thing that I really wanted to do. So create some vision and then make it motivating 
and also make it uncomfortable. Those are my first rules for you. And then once you have this list, start the planning process. Because in order to accomplish goals, there has to be a plan, right? There has to be steps. So the goals themselves are the results that you want. And so we're going to work backwards because in order to get a result, you have to take action. So your results are your goals. And now we are going to create an action plan. Now, when you're creating an action plan for any goal, you can use the SMART goal system that most of us have been taught somewhere along the line in our lives. And SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. The reason it's so important to get the goals broken down into specific steps and measurable steps is because if you don't, that goal feels so overwhelming. And whenever we are overwhelmed, we cannot take action. So the feeling of being overwhelmed is stifling to our creativity. It will keep us down. It will, that fear of failure will also keep us down. And so breaking any big goal down into smaller chunks is the key to getting them done. So take one of your goals, and I would argue that probably the one to take is the most important one out of that whole list of things that you listed, and decide if it's a year-long goal or if it's something you can accomplish in a month or two. Because just because you made a resolution doesn't mean it has to take a year, right? If it's something that you can start in a week, then I want you to set it up for a week. Specifically, say, I will get this done in a week. And then once that goal is done, you can mark it off your list and move on to the next one, right? If it is a goal that you think is going to take a year, breaking it down into little tiny baby steps is going to be so much more important to getting you to continuously take action towards that goal because that overwhelming feeling will come up and you won't want to do anything because you just don't know where to start. So what I like to do is take the goal that you have in mind, and let's just use, for example, weight loss, because so many of us make this um, commitment to ourselves every year, and many times we fail, and it's mostly because we're not understanding how to do it, and we're not understanding the feelings that cause us to eat. But let's take it for an example, just so we can work through this. So if our example is to lose 10 pounds, first of all, specifically, we have to decide if that's the right amount. And then if it is, how are we going to measure it? Well, it's easy, right? You can get on a scale. So we have to weigh ourselves to get the starting point. And then we have to decide how fast we want to lose the weight, right? So we can measure it out. So the goal is specific, 10 pounds. The goal is measurable because we can weigh ourselves. Is the goal attainable? Probably for most of us, 10 pounds wouldn't be a stretch, but I don't want you to get hung up on that word attainable because you know what attainable means to me is it gives you room to cop out on yourself. It gives you room to back out because as soon as you think, is this goal attainable? Your brain is going to tell you no. Your brain's going to say, you tried to lose that 10 pounds so many times and you've never lost it. So there's no way that you're going to lose it this time. And that's what that little primitive chihuahua brain is going to start telling you. You can't lose 10 pounds. How many times have you tried to lose 10 pounds? You, lose, you lost some last year. You gained it right back, right? So your brain's going to start cranking out all these crazy thoughts. 
when you think attainable. So rather than attainable in the SMART goals, I would like to use a different word. Let's pick audacious. Isn't that a fun word? So instead of attainable in our SMART goal system, let's call them audacious. So if you don't know what audacious means, it means adventurous. It means bold. It means heroic. It means unafraid. And so in order to set these SMART goals, I want you to think audacious, not attainable. Because attainable is a wimpy word, don't you think? Audacious is fun. Audacious is challenging. And audacious allows you to reach beyond what your chihuahua brain or your primitive brain really thinks you can do. And then the R in SMART stands for relevant. And relevant is kind of a wimpy word too, I think. But relevant to me just means, is it something that you want? Because relevant is up to you. Is it something that you're willing to go after? And then time bound, I really think is something that's important because you have to give yourself a time frame. And if you don't, you're not going to accomplish this. So the time bound part of the SMART goal is something that I really want you to concentrate on. And I really want you, when you break down into these small actions, that you actually give each action step a time bound goal. So when you start setting these goals, what's going to come up for you is, are you committed? You really need to have commitment to your goal to accomplish it. You and I both know that if you commit to losing 10 pounds and you break it down into steps, that things are going to come up that are going to challenge that goal. Someone's going to invite you out to dinner. Someone's going to buy you a box of candy. And that's exactly, you know, at Christmas, I got so much candy. I got back, um, I was out of town for a little bit, and I got back to work, and my desk was just covered with gifts. It was amazing. It was so fun. But a lot of them contained candy. And so if I had set one of my resolutions or my goals this year to lose weight, that is something that's going to sabotage me, right? So it's going to take commitment for me not to eat all those boxes of candy. So I think creating commitment to yourself is almost an even more important step than getting those goals set up as SMART goals because you're, you are going to experience failure. I'm sorry, if you think that you're going to set a goal and you're going to work through the whole thing and never have a setback, you are sorely mistaken, my friend. You are going to fail. And so in order to not give up when you fail or when you have a small failure, you have to be very committed. And then if you do have a failure, you have to recommit. So it's commitment and recommitment. And if there's two things that I could teach you to get you to get to your goals in life is commitment and recommitment and commitment and recommitment and working towards that goal until you either accomplish it, accomplish it or you die. And that reminds me of one of my all-time favorite quotes from Jillian Michaels. If you know who she is um, from The Biggest Loser, I used to love that show. One of my favorite quotes that she says is, unless you puke, faint, or die, keep going. I love that. (laughs) So that's what I want to encourage you to do. Unless you puke, faint, or die, commit to your goals. 
So we've talked about creating a vision. We've talked about making a list of goals. We've talked about planning and commitment and expecting to fail because we will fail and then recommitting to your goals. We've talked about making those goals smart and not attainable necessarily, but audacious. And then the last thing I want to tell you is that you need to plan for your setbacks. There will be obstacles that come up. And many times we know what they are ahead of time. And so if you can plan for those obstacles ahead of time, then the steps that you're taking towards your goal will be much easier to take because you expect the obstacles. So if you're a mom and you're busy and you have some little kids and you have a job and you have a house and you have a husband and you have all these things going on and you decide that you will exercise every day, you know, you and I both know that something will come up. Because if you have a house and you have pets and you have kids and you have a husband and you have a job like many of us do, things aren't going to always go the way you planned. So if you plan for those obstacles ahead of time and plan on what you're going to do to overcome them, then you're going to be less likely to quit. So what I mean by that is, let's say I decided that I was going to ride my stationary bike every day for 10 miles because I wanted to get into better shape and I have this new stationary bike that I just bought, by the way, that's amazing. I love it. And I want to ride it every day. Well, if I say that and I write that down as my goal, that's pretty audacious for me because I know that I work full time, I have the podcast to do, I have to write, I have to blog, all the things that I do. And I have pets and I have a husband and my kids aren't in the home anymore, but they call me at times. So there's going to be a day or two or five that my time that I've planned for my exercise bike will get disrupted. And so if I know that ahead of time, then I need to plan for what I'm going to do if one day gets disrupted. What if I get stuck at work and I decide I'm going to ride after work? What if I get up in the morning to ride because I decided that was my time and my dog had diarrhea on the carpet, which by the way happened the other day. I got up and my dog had had diarrhea all over the carpet. Well, that takes time, right? To clean it up and figure out what's wrong with the dog and give the dog some propectolin and an ID and all the things. So if I know that this is likely to happen one day in this month that I've decided to ride 10 miles a day, then I need to plan for that. And so in my life, what that would look like is, okay, I'm listing all the things I have to do in a week. I look at my calendar and I have 10 hours free, let's say. 10 hours seems like a lot, but if you really start planning your days more consciously and actually put them on your calendar, you will find a lot more time than you think you have. And I've done this exercise with clients, so believe me, it works. And maybe we'll talk about that on another podcast. And so for my life, since I know that things come up, what I might do is schedule the days that I want to ride at the time that I want to ride. Then what I'm going to have to do is if one day... I get disrupted for whatever reason, something happens, the dog gets sick. I have to have a contingency plan, a way to overcome those obstacles. 
And so what I would do is write it in my calendar and then schedule another hour on a different day or later in the day or whatever it is to ride. So I would have an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening. And so one of those hours I should be able to get in, right? And so any goal that you want to do, that's how you can break it down. But make sure you plan that you're going to have failure and you're going to you're going to face obstacles so you can plan for those. And then don't forget the recommitment. If you totally fail one week, don't give up. If I decide I'm going to lose 10 pounds or ride 50 miles a week and one week I don't do it or one week I gain two pounds, what good will it do me to quit? It won't. I'll just get fatter, right? And I'll never ride my bike the way I want to ride my bike. So if I fail one week, then what I need to do is sit down and understand why I failed. What happened? Did I plan it wrong? Was my brain in the wrong place? Am I Had I been over audacious with my goal? Do I really need to stretch it out a little bit more to make it attainable? Even though I want you to push yourself, then recommit and plan for the next week. Because what's going to happen is your, your little brain is going to want to quit and then you're going to give up and then you're never going to reach the goals. So I just want to encourage you this week, if you haven't already done so, to sit down and work through your vision and work through your goals and schedule them out specifically and on purpose. And if you need help doing that, sign up for a free coaching and I'd be happy to coach you through that. I love goal setting with people. It's really a fun thing to do for me. I love asking people about what what are your dreams and what do you want to accomplish? Because many of us are so easily lulled into not pushing ourselves that it just seems normal. And creating things and pushing yourself, even though it's scary in the short term, is amazing in the long term. And then accomplishing something that you didn't think you could accomplish feels so great. So I really want you to do this this week. If I can help, reach out. I'll be glad to help. We will talk about this again on the podcast. I am going to let you know how my goals are going throughout the year because I still am tweaking mine a little bit. I My chihuahua brain has really been struggling with me this year on goal setting. And I think a lot of it is because of what happened last year in our country. And it's such a, a crazy mess that I'm not sure what's going to happen moving forward. But I'm struggling with that and I'm coaching myself through it. And I will have these goals figured out and set up on my calendar very, very soon. So I feel you and I understand that this isn't easy, but I really want you to do it. I want you to accomplish amazing things for yourself this year and hopefully I can help. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. I love having you here. If you're out there, please let me know. Send me an email. Write me a review on Apple Podcasts and let me know that you're enjoying the podcast. My daughter has started posting some of the podcasts on YouTube. So go to YouTube and watch some of those. The ones where I have groups with me are so fun. So you can see everyone's faces when they're talking to me. So thanks so much for listening. I'm challenging you to create some goals for yourself and make some resolutions for 2021. And I look forward to talking to you again on the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast next week. Have a beautiful week. Bye.